This is Stanley bringing you the sound doctrine of the Bible. Under God, I conducted sound doctrine seminars in 1997, 2007, and 2012. The talks of these seminars are now made available to you in segments. They are for your enlightenment and edification. We continue from what we saw in the previous segment. Now, this morning, my subject that I have before me is rather a lengthy subject, but a very important subject at that. The subject is spiritual warfare. In the name of spiritual warfare, people are engaged in various activities. One of them is prayer walks or prayer marches. Now the next activity that we would like to look at uh, in this matter of uh, spiritual warfare, bringing down strongholds is a very favorite phrase, bringing down strongholds. Now for bringing down strongholds, there is another word which is introduced. People call it spiritual mapping. You know what they say is spiritual mapping? Try to find out which spirit works where. That is what they are saying. This is what the proponents are advocating. What is the spirit in Taini? Uh, what is the spirit in uh, Palani? And what is the spirit in Tirthani? So we just go from place to place and try to find out which spirit is working where. They try to put it in their spiritual map. They take a map and they say, here this spirit, here this spirit, here this spirit. They call it spiritual mapping, a new invention. This place is ruled by the spirit of murder. This place is dominated by the spirit of adultery. This place is dominated by the spirit of Kali. So like that, they just uh, go on naming various spirits. People know the Bible a little more. You know what they say? This spirit is dominated by the spirit of Ahab. So they say this is the spirit of Ahab here and spirit of Jezebel here. And they, you know what is the name they give to these spirits? Territorial spirits. For each area, for each town, there are different, different spirits. And we find out what their spirit is and we call them territorial spirit. Suppose you go to a prison and there you meet a murderer and you talk to him. What do you tell him? The spirit of murder is responsible for what you did. He will immediately shout, praise the Lord, please release me from the prison and put the spirit of murder in that prison. You tell an adulterer, it is not you who committed adultery, it is the spirit of adultery that is responsible for the adultery. He will immediately lift both his hands and if possible he lift both his legs also and he will shout, Amen. 
what the Bible says. Turn with me to the book of James, first chapter. I'll read to you from verse 13 to 15. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Each one is tempted by the devil. When any man is tempted, he is not tempted by God. But next word says, Each one is tempted by the devil. Each man is tempted by his own desires. In other words, for every sin that man commits, God wants that man to take the moral responsibility. That moral responsibility, the man should accept solely on himself. Why did you eat this fruit? The serpent deceived us. Okay, you go free. I'll take care of the serpent. Now, God held Adam responsible for his sin. You see, the fundamental doctrine is disturbed when you talk about territorial spirits. Is there any place on the face of the earth that is free from demonic activity? Is there any place where the devil is not active? What does the Bible say? Turn with me to 1 John 5th chapter and look at the 19th verse. We know that we are of God. The whole world, not parts of the world. Some places free and other places full. Not like that. The whole world, no place exempted. The whole world is lying under the sway of the wicked one. Only on the day of the Lord, the idols will be destroyed. Until then, don't try to destroy the idols and ask God to bring down the idols. That's a waste of time. Turn with you to Isaiah for a clear-cut prophecy and a prediction about these idols. The second chapter, verses 17 and 18. The loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. Underline that day. When the Bible says that day in a singular sense, that speaks about the day of the Lord. What shall happen? The idols he shall utterly abolish. When he comes in all his power, he will do it. Until then, why hundred idols? Let there be million idols. Why do you bother about it? Let them be there. Lord, bring it down, destroy it, let it collapse. Why all these? Why are you playing around? No, no need. Book of uh, Zechariah, 13th chapter. Look at the second words. Zechariah 13 and verse 2. It shall be in that day. Underline that word in that day. 
shall be in that day says the lord of hosts i will cut off the names of the idols from the land and they shall no longer be remembered not only that you are talking about territorial spirits now i will also cast the unclean spirit to depart from that land when on that day so brothers we have to keep this dispensational understanding of in what circumstance and situation we are to work and what can be expected on that day there is a small change you should have in your thinking we talk about spiritual strongholds where are the spiritual strongholds they are not in cities they are not in the towns they are not in states where are they they are in the minds of people now this is a very important correction that you should accept this morning spiritual strongholds are not in places or cities or towns they are in the minds of people second corinthians 10th chapter look at verses 3 to 6 though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down strongholds what are the strongholds go to the next verse the next verse will tell you what the strongholds are casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself of the knowledge of god bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ underline the word arguments underline the word knowledge underline the word thought where is spiritual stronghold it is in the arguments of people it is in the thoughts of people it is in the thinking patterns of people that's what is confirmed in second corinthians fourth chapter also verses 3 and 4 even if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing why their minds have been blinded by the god of this age what is blinded minds have been blinded by the gods of this world so what should you do if you have to bring down the strongholds what should you do you try to change the thinking pattern of people Paul is in Athens. He was waiting for Timothy to come. It was delayed a little bit. It was like Madurai. It was just like Madurai is called the Athens of India. 
the city of Athens was filled, not just had idols, filled with idols. What did he do? Acts of the Apostle, 17th chapter. Because we should turn to the law and testimony. What is law? That is the teaching given in the Bible. And what is testimony? That are the examples in the Bible. Generally, for major doctrines, we will have law and testimony. We will have law and testimony. We will have teaching as well as examples. We saw in 2 Corinthians how the minds are blinded and strongly held. Now we are having an example, a testimony. Just like you are in Madurai, here Paul is in Athens. Look at the 16th verse of the 17th chapter. While Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit, oh, beautiful language. His spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the entire city was given over to the idols. The entire city given over to idols. What did he do? What spirit is here? Spirit of Zeus? Spirit of Apollo? You spirit of Zeus, come down! You spirit of Apollos, leave Madurai! No! What did he do? Look at verse 17. Therefore, he reasoned with people. See, we have got very clear-cut teaching in the Bible. There was wrong philosophy there. Who are those philosophers? 18th verse. Epicurean and Stoic philosophers were there. They were keeping the people under their hold by their vain arguments. Now what should Paul do now? He should not attack the spirit of Zeus or the spirit of Apollo. He should attack that wrong philosophy. How to attack the wrong philosophy? You counteract it with the word of God. People's minds are blinded. Thinking pattern is erroneous. You have the word of truth in your hand. So take the word of truth and try to replace that in their heads. And you reason out with them. You argue with them. Bring down every stronghold. Because your weapons are not carnal. Your weapons are mighty through God. What is this? This is not just a book. You know what is this? This is a hammer. Isn't it? Did God say my word is hammer? What did he say? 
is not my word hammer he is challenging us did he say my word is fire no what did he say is not my word fire you contract it by reasoning by preaching for proclamation that is what the bible say the gospel is the power of god and to salvation and to deliverance is not my word fire what is chaff before fire amen now i am changing your pattern thinking pattern because unless we are changed we can't change the world then comes another question then how about the king of persia in the heavenly places when daniel was praying we know wrong things more than right things doesn't matter let us do some flushing this morning turn with me to the book of daniel 10th chapter verses 12 and 13 and he said to me o daniel man greatly beloved understand the words that i speak to you and stand upright for i have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me i stood trembling verse 13 but the prince of the kingdom of persia withstood me 21 days and behold michael one of the chief princes came to help me for i had been left alone there with the kings of persia what did daniel do when the answer was delayed you prince of persia i command you come down no he was quietly waiting before the lord praying unto the god of heaven Daniel 9 chapter verses 20 and 21 Now while I was speaking praying and confessing verse 21 yes while I was speaking you know what you are able to see there that one important word speaking praying confessing presenting while i was still speaking in prayer so that was a sustained season of prayer so those many days he just continued steadfast in prayer because the bible says stay steadfast in prayer that's all he did not address the prince of persia that was god's work god sent gabriel if gabriel cannot do it he will send michael that is not your job you keep on appealing to the jehovah god who is sitting on the throne you may think you bring down the persian king if persian king is brought down then grecian king will come ah look at verse 20 and 21 of 10th chapter Do you know why I have come to you? Now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. When I have gone forth, the prince of Greece will come. So one after the other they will be coming and going. Why should we bother? 
Do you know Greek philosophy is worse than Persian philosophy? Most of the anti-Christian doctrines have come from Grecian philosophy, not from Persian philosophy. Persian king will come. Michael will come to help me. After that, Grecian king will come. Don't be unusually alarmed or perturbed by these things. Why? Look at verse 21. I will tell you what is noted in the scripture. That's good enough? That's good enough? You know, the word given there is but. These princes, these philosophies will come and go. But don't worry. I will explain to you what is contained in the scripture of truth. In English Bible it's very clear. Scripture of truth. Both the yes and T are capitalized. How do we fight? We take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. In other words, you counteract the powers of darkness by the word of God. In other words, preach the word, other things will come down. Because the Bible says, what is chaff before fire? Jesus chose 70 disciples. And he teamed them two by two. He sent them to preach the gospel and manifest the power of God. After sending the 70 disciples, Jesus heard no television to be watching live what was happening. So he was keeping up. He was looking up into heaven. When they came back, what did he tell? When you were preaching there, I saw Satan falling down. Brothers and sisters, wherever you go, you preach the word and other things will be taken care of. But we have failed to do what we ought to do and we are doing what we ought not to do. What we are supposed to do that we are not doing, what we need not do that we are specializing. There is not a single place on the face of the earth where there is no demonic activity. Who told you to go and find out which spirit and then conduct a baptism service? This is this side of the christening them. That is that our calling? Even in Garden of Eden, Satan was there. Even in so there is no place on the face of the earth without demonic activity. Then how to bring healing to Madurai? How to bring healing to Thani? It is not by bringing down the so-called Minachi spirit in Madurai or whatever spirit I don't know here in Thani. How does healing come to a nation? My Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, 
seek my face and pray then will i hear their prayer i will forgive their sin and heal their land if india must be healed don't try to bring down the so called spirits in india if india must be healed the church in india must repent what was christ's message to the church in smyrna behold satan will cast some of you into prison for 10 days what should you do bring down satan no you stay faithful until death i'll give you the crown of life we'll continue our study in the next segment god bless you